0: hello i'm bonnie snowden ex-corporate person and mother turned successful artist entrepreneur it wasn't that long ago though that i lacked the confidence vision and support network to focus on growing my dream business fast forward past many life curveballs waves of self-doubt and so many lessons learned and you'll see ignite my thriving online colored pencil artist community A community that changes members' lives for the better and gives me freedom to live abundantly whilst doing what I love and spending quality time with my beloved family and dogs. All whilst creating my best artwork with coloured pencils and mentoring others to do the same. But this life wasn't always how it was for me, it used to only exist in my imagination. I've created the It's a Bonnie Old Life podcast to help increase people's confidence, share mine and my community's experience and hope through fascinating personal stories, champion the other amazing humans in my personal, professional and membership community and create another channel through which I can support others to realise their dreams. If you're a passionate coloured pencil artist or an aspiring one who's looking to create their best work and a joyful life you love, you're in the right place. Grab a cuppa and a custard cream. Let's get cracking. My guest this week is all the way from Crete in Greece, freshly back from Picking Olives. The most fabulous, fabulous chap and a really wonderful part of my community. Amazing sense of humour and incredible artist with actually an awe-inspiring story to tell as well. So this week, I am very, very pleased to be speaking to the wonderful Costas. Costas, good morning. It's so I'm nice okay. to
1: see you. Yeah, no, I've disappeared for a bit, but um, I'm here now. It's the time of the year that I have to pick my olives. Like a true Cretan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness what a brilliant start to our podcasting <laughs> session <laughs> oh wow oh do you know it's we're just gonna we're just gonna dive straight in Costas. We're, we're not I'm you know we're just gonna dive straight in because there's so many things I want to talk to you about and okay. I'm just so glad that you said that you come and and chat to me because it, honestly you're such a you're such a A a lovely, lovely person. And you've been such a brilliant (laughs) member of my community and everything. And I I just, you know, coming in and saying you've been away for a while because you need to pick your olives. (laughs) It's just wonderful. Well, I'd love you to just um, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you, who you are. We definitely need to know about the olives and (laughs) the beautiful area of where you live.
1: I'm in Greece, in Crete, in the area of Kenya. I'm 47. I have a great great son who is 15 right now, knows everything, so saves me time uh, because you know he knows everything and he knows everything like what to do and what you know, teenagers and boys. And I'm, I have three sisters older than me. I'm the youngest in the family. I'm the only boy. I come from a family of farmers. My dad was a farmer. And that's why I'm in the olives. And I spent my childhood in a village next to the sea. And it's, it was great. It was um, really good. With, uh, and farmer's life as a kid, you hate it. You don't want to wake up in the morning early in the morning and run to the fields to either pick olives or grapes or oranges or whatever you absolutely hate it as a kid but then you grow up and it's a um, it's a different connection it's um going back to nature and do what people were doing hundreds of years before you and it's um it's a it's 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 a love and hate between me and olives i don't want to wake up in the morning and go and pick them but i do and but when i'm there it's it's a whole different story (laughs) um i don't know what else
0: yeah do you have your so you have your own farm olive farm
1: um yeah i yeah i have my own trees i have about 350 trees that i have to collect it's not many because you can hear like three, two, three, four thousand trees. It's a process that we do every year, and it's a good income at the end.
0: Yeah. For uh, do, for so a couple of, two all of all weeks. Yeah, and you sell the olives.
1: Yeah. 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 I have the kind of uh, it's not olives uh, to eat; it's olives for olive oil. So they have to go to a factory and to produce the the olive oil.
0: Right. Okay. So no snaffling of you when you're eating when you're picking them. No. No,
1: they're (laughs) horrible to eat like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hilarious! Oh, brilliant! And you have, I am right in thinking this, aren't they? Aren't I? Because when I see you on Zoom, you're always in. You have an art shop, don't you?
1: I'm not excited. Yeah, I have art supplies as well. I have a bookshop and a stationery. I'm mostly kids' books because they are more colorful and bright. And plus, I get to get uh, little customers that come in and they want to look and they want to play with the books because they have all these colors and all these lights and noises and. It's, it's fun, sometimes they'll come in and they have this bag full of coins that they collect slowly, and then they come in and it's like, what can I buy, what can I buy? And It's brilliant. And I have some art supplies. I used to have a lot more. I don't right now because of COVID and lockdowns, having a stock became very difficult. But now I, I have what the most common things. Um, like paints and brushes and but I don't have, don't have the big variety I used to have but it's a shop that I I love I was originally I was an interior designer and in draftsman but with the economical crisis um, I lost my job basically I quit my job because I was things got difficult I was a year unpaid uh, working in an um, office and then I decided that that's not for me and I had to, a family to support so I had to go and for two years I was doing whatever I could find basically picking olives or pruning trees or cleaning pools uh, working in um, small shops in summer or whatever summer job I could find and then I decided to open a shop and um, the only shop I could imagine myself in it was art Supplies, books because I love them, and toys because I'm just a big kid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and when was that? When did you open your shop?
1: It was August uh, 2013. Nine years now and something. And uh, slowly, I started building up this shop. Which again, I'm starting to pick up again because. After two years of lockdowns went down and was I was thinking whether I should keep it or close it. But slowly it's coming back and I hope for the best. I was there blank like 20 minutes ago and was sorting diaries for this for next year. And now I'm here talking.
0: <laughs> I think it's a little um, are you I think you're four hours. Two
1: two hours. Two, uh, hours, two hours ahead. To
0: ahead. Yes. Right. Right. And, uh, I know. I. I. Obviously, I went to Crete. No, I didn't go to Crete. I went to Corfu. Yeah. This last year, which was really lovely. Vicky and I keep saying we need to come and have a trip to Crete to come and visit you.
1: Yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> because Corfu is nice, but it's not like Crete. <laughs>
0: Isn't it it funny? Well, it's not funny, is it? But, you know, you you kind of think of Greece and the Greek Highlands as all being very similar, and they're really not, are they?
1: No, actually, um, I would say it differently. I was watching an interview of a singer, Greek singer I liked, and at some point he said that Greece is like um, a theme park. It's like uh, Disneyland. That you have different areas with different um, the scenic around you is getting different. It's everywhere you go. Uh, like Crete is more wild and big mountains, but uh, you cannot go ski on on them because they are very rough. And then you have the the Greek islands that you see all over with the white houses and the blue doors. But then you go up. At the center of Greece is big forests and lovely forests, and up north is getting different again. Like you have all these houses of um, stone houses and rivers and lakes, and it's always different. Like you, you drive and it's around you, it gets different every two hours. You have a different
0: look. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. I I spent, when I was, when I was younger, lived at home, we spent every summer in Greece. Oh, nice. It was usually, we did, we did, we did come to Crete as well. We had a boat, we had a, a motorboat mm-hmm. in Corfu. You know, it slept at eight. It was quite a big, quite a big boat. It wasn't particularly fancy, <laughs> but you know, it got us from A to B and it was just wonderful. And we'd just go around, you know the greek islands in the summer and it was just the most honestly my my most loved memories i think are from when we were in greece you know when you can kind of recall funny things or (laughs) being with family and stuff it was always in in greece which is which is just fabulous and going back there this year was wonderful with my children it was really really nice so yeah we're definitely i'll tell vicky we need to set a date come and visit (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) i'll be here as always no, Creed is uh, Crete is a great, great place. To be honest, after school, I wanted to escape Crete. I wanted to leave Crete as every teenager. I wanted to go to live somewhere else. And I went to Athens for my college. And in the beginning, I had no intention of coming back. But then you grow up, you see things differently. And city in the beginning is you get all this freedom and freedom. And for me, because growing up in a village here, in the 80s. It wasn't, it's, it's not ideal for a kid in a way. Because you don't have we don't have like cars and stuff to go to the city and to watch a movie or to go shopping. And so I felt a bit restricted here. And um, when I finished school, high school, I went and went to Athens for me it was paradise. I could, I could go see movies and theatres and I Art exhibitions. I was crazy. I was always crazy about art, and it was great. It was a freedom I couldn't, I didn't have before. And being in college and doing something I loved, and it was great. But the reality comes after college when you have to find a job and being in the subway every day, going up and down, up and down, working and home, and all of a sudden you realize that this is not what I want for my life, and. Uh, The reason we moved with my ex-wife now, um, back to Crete, because I didn't want to raise a kid in a big city. Uh, We wanted to have a baby and I didn't want to... I wanted my kids to grow up in an environment like I did, uh, close to nature and close to animals and to be able to go and walk to the beach uh, every time you want and not get into a bus or getting into a subway living in a cement world, I wanted something else. And that's why I came back. And I'm here ever since.
0: So is that 15 years ago then that you moved back or was it a little bit longer?
1: Uh, no, I came back around, how old I was? Close to 30 I came back. I left 19 from here and I was almost 10 years but I, I was away. And I came back, um, yeah, before thirty.
0: Yeah, and you you say that your art you you've always been sort of passionate about art and everything. Is that something you've done through throughout your life, or is it something that you've sort of picked up a little bit later? You know, is it is it something that's just been constant? I guess.
1: No, no, it was um, basically art. Art for me was um, I was love drawing and making things and creating incident crafts or whatever. But also be okay, this is something I don't say very often. Art for me became my hideout, the place to hide the place that I can close my doors and be in my own world. And um, as a kid, and I still do. Um, I had, um, and I have ADHD, ADHD is hyperactivity and lack of uh, focus and um, concentration. So that meant for people that don't know what ADHD means is when you cannot stay still, Uh, when I had to move my legs all the time, like, or move my body back and forth sitting on a chair, and I couldn't stay still. Um, not because I wanted to, but my body needed to do that. And I couldn't stay focused. And growing up and then going to school wasn't easy. I was a lot of bullying uh, because kids didn't understand it. I didn't know what I had. I thought was, uh, people thought maybe I was uh, was a type of autism or something else. I had no idea how to face it and how to... Or what to do with it. So I was drawing. I was hiding, um, from people, because for me it was embarrassing to to be like this. Slowly, growing up, and still being in primary school, I I realized that people liked what my drawings, and I I thought for me was became my weapon. Because I thought if people focus on my drawings and not of my problem, I I'll be great, it will be great. And this is what I was doing. And I was trying to make people focus on what I'm doing and what what I'm drawing and what I'm creating and not but um, how i move and my body. And it wasn't but it was not easy at all, especially then high school. I moved to um, high school and bigger school, different school, a lot more, lots more, a lot more kids. And I was I remember every day going to school, I had to give an enormous fight with my body to keep it still. And because I didn't want to let other kids know what what I'm doing, my problem. And I always asking teachers to excuse me to, you know, go out for, you know, um, I was finding an excuse like another toilet to get out for five minutes and get this energy out of my body and then go back in and calm down. And, um, but, uh, but I still didn't know what I had. I found out what this condition is growing up. And after when I went to college and by accident, actually, because I wanted to research about it, but there was no internet back then or anything. And accidentally I met a doctor on a dinner uh, night and uh, we talked and I asked him and he told me all the symptoms, the lack of concentration, the lack of that you want to hide and close your doors to everything about my body, but now it's not that um, that of a problem anymore because I know how to control this. And you don't, as growing up, you don't have the need to do this as much as a kid. I'm normal in quotes. But the rest of me is not normal. Just my body is normal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so have you built? I, I'm guessing you built strategies then to be able to cope with over the years. You built those strategies. I mean, do you do you still, you know, have to kind of get rid of that energy in some some way? Or or have you just kind of it's kind of settled into who you are?
1: I settled into who I am and I accepted it. I I don't have that need anymore. I don't have to fight with my body. Sometimes I'll sit down and I'll just move my legs, but that's normal. It's, and people think that just nervous. So it's the perfect camouflage, basically. And uh, that's, I, I, it's not longer in my brain. I don't think about it. I don't see it as a problem. It's part of who I am. And I accepted it and I moved on.
0: And that that's, that's actually a really. A really lovely thing to be able to accept because there are so many people who can't accept you know who they are you know their bodies whatever and actually when you just go do you know what this is me and I actually love who I am and it doesn't matter that's that's quite a big step isn't it it's like a big deep sigh of relief
1: oh yeah it is and to be honest I uh, uh, now I can talk open about it, but for a long, long time I couldn't. And, and going back to drawing, I I was always drawing, always, always drawing, but I stopped at some point, I stopped for several personal reasons, I stopped drawing. And I didn't like it, uh, but I did. I picked up my pencils four or five years ago, again, it was a difficult time for me back then. I was uh, going through some uh, issues. I got divorced. The same time I opened my shop, basically. I got divorced and I, then my son moved to England and I lost my dad uh, around 2016. So for a period of time, I, I was not in a very good mood. Basically, I was a bit depressed. And but one day I decided that I can no be like this. I don't want to be like this. And I I in the back of my head somehow remembered art. And I was the like one afternoon, I just pick up a couple of pencils from the shop and um and a pad, and I start drawing. And I haven't stopped. And this um It was the best thing I did, basically, Uh, finding art again and drawing again and finding new passion. And um, not only I started art again, but I wanted to explore different mediums as I went from graphite pencils that I loved and I was always using, and I tried acrylics, I tried um, oils, but with brushes, I couldn't achieve the detail that I wanted, and because one of the th- things of not always but this the uh, you, you want to put everything in order and you want details and you want small things to be fine uh I, for me, it was always realism, I wanted details and details was pencils, but at some point, I got bored of black and white, so i wanted to i wanted color I wanted fine color and I went to YouTube and saw some videos, but I didn't like them. I didn't like the people I found there. It was um, It wasn't the the thing that I was looking. I was looking for a more relaxed way of explaining things. And for, it was like a year that I was going, not always, but you know, sometimes I was going through YouTube, trying to find a video that I liked, but I, I couldn't find anything. And one night I found you. Uh, I saw a video of yourself and it was, I, if I remember, yeah, it was the tabby cat, the lookout. And you were drawing like how to draw fair with an intending tool. And from then I realized, oh, this is for me. This is, I can understand, this is, uh, this is helpful. So I was, I was watching all your videos. To the point my son got really sick of me, I was like, dad, not this again. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Not that flipping English woman again. Switch so
1: out. Like, be quiet or go to your room. You have to try to distract me. <laughs> <laughs> but that was it. And it was a perfect, actually, it was a perfect uh, timing in a way, because when I uh, found out about you and your videos, I, I saw that the academy is opening. And, uh, and I thought, great. And I was playing with my mind because I'm. Working too many hours. I work. I'm in the shop in the mornings. I'm in the shop in the afternoons and plus other days. And I only have Sunday. And Sunday, I want to always try to do something with my son and have fun. And I was like, "Will I find the time?" Or uh, it was. But at the end, I said, "I'll go for it and whatever." And I found the time, which is great. It, like and. It's something that I really, really never regretted joining you and the Academy because it, it's, it's an amazing thing. And amazing people, amazing, amazing people there. there.
0: Yes, we really do have amazing people, don't we? We really, really, really do. You know, and, it, and it's all very well sort of saying, oh, yeah, it's a great community. But, you know, I think like attracts like, and I think, you know, we share very similar values family values you know the the nature being around animals all of that kind of thing we we, it attracts people who have got very similar ways of wanting to live and that I think is what makes a a fabulous community obviously we're not all exactly the same but we all we're all kind of striving for a, um, you know, peace and calm and just a, a, a nice life, basically. And that's what makes our community just, just so wonderful. So I'm, I'm very happy that you, um, that you found us because you, you know, when you've been a, a part of like the art clubs and everything like that, you always contribute, which I, I love. You know, and you have a very, um, a, a very lovely way of writing things, quite humorous. You get. <laughs> Which, which is really nice you know and, and and having a space where you can actually be yourself and you can share stuff that is about you that to me is wonderful because it means we have created this space that is safe that people feel they can write what they need to write and you know ask for help and everything and nobody's judged or anything like that which I think is just you know really really wonderful so um, Really, really happy that you pick those pencils back up again. Because and your art is wonderful as well.
1: Thank you. Uh, me too. And yeah, as you said, look, it's we have all we all have this respect for what we do, and we all understand because we all been through it, uh, all the steps of um, learning. And uh, because it's not like many people think it's just a talent. It's not a talent, of, of, uh, because Okay, maybe you have a talent, but you know, the surfaces, all the different tools and um, pens, uh, pencils that you can use, somebody has, uh, has to show you how to use them and how to, and how to create um, realism or whatever you want to create. And, uh, and that was, because we all understand that, that's why we all have a great brain community. And okay, we are not all the same. For sure, some people get... Um, like, you find people in there that you like more, in a way, like... Um,
0: connect with Vicky. You connect like
1: more with uh, with these people. I And I did. I, I didn't. I, beside you and beside Vicky, that Vicky's is a fabulous Vicky. Uh, she's an amazing, amazing person. And... Uh, And I cannot say enough about uh, you two, but um, also found two little sisters. I call them little sisters because they want me to call them little sisters. But anyhow, uh, (laughs) which I love very, very much. And it's Jidre, Jitre Broom and Angel Stewart. And we chat almost every day and we, we help each other and we encourage each other. We talk about everything. And this is the great thing about being in that community because it's you it's at the end it's a confident thing you boost your confidence not as only as an artist but um, because to be honest when i first joined the academy my goal was to learn more about color pencils and surfaces and tools and techniques and through you and through the confidence uh, sessions that we do and through the community and getting all these lovely words and comments from people, it helped with my confidence. And and um, after that, when because it was so nice for me, I wanted to give it back and help other people in there other people in the community, whenever I could. And give a feedback on their work. So basically, uh, in a way, the goal of becoming a better artist, in a way, uh, for me changed a bit. Because it's it's to be able to help and other people, it's such a wonderful feeling, either be helped or helping others. So I was thinking that what a wonderful world would be if we were all thinking like that, like help others and do something for others. So at the end, my goal in a way is to become a better person and not just a better artist. And through the Academy and through all of you, uh, I'm slowly I'm getting there. I can still be a devil sometimes, but you know, I'm, I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love that I love that you put that in
1: <laughs> well, I'm a Gemini and you know they say you know there's a devil side and an angel side
0: um... <laughs> um, i'm not i'm not um I'm a really really open minded and i i have I don't really know about star signs and stuff I'm cancer, so i'm I am very, very like my star sign. I, I kind of retreat into my shell and and I'm I'm definitely similar to you where you know you say where you kind of hide behind your drawing. My drawing is is my time and I, I there is nothing better than just going into my studio, shutting the door, sitting there with Harry Potter playing and and off I go with my drawing. And it is just the most the most fantastic place. And it and it never gets boring ever. You know. No. And 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 you do people do when you were talking about talent and everything people do sort of think oh you know you get to a point where it just gets boring or you get tired of it and whatever and for me it's all this um, continual learning you're always learning something new you know and that's fascinating to me because I'm I'm a big I'm big into personal development and learning different things and you know I, I can be drawing a piece and I can learn something totally new.
1: Oh, definitely. We never stop learning. We I don't think um, nobody knows everything. And if somebody tells me that, you know, they know everything, I, I don't trust them. I don't want to be friends with them, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we're always learning and we're always growing. And no, it's not boring. When you do something that you love, it's not boring. Boring is something that you don't love. Boring is something that you don't have a passion for it. I love drawing, I love creating, and sometimes I look at my drawings and I was like, oh my God, I did that? When did I do that? Uh, It's not me, somebody else did it. And it's always like that with every drawing, with everything that I'm making. And even if you do the same thing again and again, every time you make it different, every time you make it, Maybe not better, but different.
0: Yeah.
1: And, every, and you learn, basically. And you need to explore because, and if we, if we talk about color and pencils for us now, um, there are so many papers, so many pencils, so many tools that you can use, and so many subjects that you can draw that um, cannot get boring. It gets frustrating when the paper is not right. Uh, like, you know, what? I, you, lately I, the last drawing I did, and it was like five weeks ago, oh my God, I have to get back to drawing. Uh, I have to find the time again. Now the olives are finished. So um, I will get back to my drawing. I wanted to try new things. And I found this paper that it was horrible, horrible paper and it put me off and I didn't want to do it. And but still, it's part of learning. Like
0: yeah.
1: the success and failure, it's going together.
0: That You know, that's that's exactly it. And treating those either mistakes or something that hasn't quite worked out right, whether it's to do with paper or whatever, it's all a tool for learning. It's all a, well, that hasn't worked out, so I'm not going to do it again. Or that paper is horrible, so I'm not going to buy that again. Inevitably, you probably will end up buying it again, because that's yeah. what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Me this too. paper. Six months, I'm like, oh, just get that paper out. No, I still hate it.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I do exactly the same thing. I was like, you, you know, you won't beat me. You know, I'll I'll find a way to do it and use the same tools that I don't like. And I'll do it again and then I'll put them in the drawer and then keep out again. But it's a good thing to be stubborn, you know, with things like that. Yeah. And just yeah. instead yeah. of giving up and saying, oh, I don't want to do it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. You know, and and um, yeah, I am. I do have quite a stubborn side. Um, I have to admit. My father <laughs> used to call me Burrow, and I was <laughs> I was so. <laughs> my dad is uh, my dad is Swiss, so sometimes still has. I mean, he's been in in. England oh my goodness 50 something years but he still has a bit of an accent every now and again especially if he's reading but when I was younger yeah it was burrow because I was very stubborn you know I'd just be like no I'm doing this
1: <laughs> yeah exactly I am like that and uh I am stubborn and I I want to I want to do things my way yeah. I know. Even if you somebody comes and tells me, no, you don't, no, don't do it. Like that it doesn't work. I have to figure out for myself. I have to try it. Uh, but that's the way I am. Yeah. I want to know by myself what I like and what I don't, what I don't like, and like for, for everything, even for food. You know, some I will try every food on the planet, even if they say, oh my god, this is disgusting, this is, but I want to try it. I'm curious, I want to, uh, I want to yeah, I, I want to know and have my own experience uh, about it.
0: No, no Definitely, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that, I am with you on that. Although, I mean, I, I grew up, my dad was um, a chef, so I grew up in a mm-hmm. restaurant. Yeah, I grew up in a restaurant, I really like my food you know we we grew up having the i guess the opportunity to experience all sorts of different foods you know as a child you know i remember being being given horse and you know which we don't we don't eat in britain usually but i'm not averse to trying you know at least anything and like you say you know if i decide i don't like it i'll have tried it first and that was always something that that my parents said well you can't just say you don't like it you have to try it yeah. And then you could say you don't like it. <laughs> you
1: know.
0: Yeah, exactly but like that. Yeah. Yeah. My parents were the
1: same. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think we I think British people quite a lot of the time, particularly when I was younger, uh, were brought up in a in a slightly different way to how I was brought up because I did have, you know, a, a father who wasn't British and who had different ways of you know cooking food and all of that kind of stuff. So my food was always beautifully seasoned, and we always had lovely sauces and all of that kind of thing you know so i've kinda of, and my children my children have very eclectic taste in food, <laughs> apart from my youngest son who <laughs> eats pizza um but the other two you know we go out to a restaurant and they will try you know they'll have the fish dishes they'll have you know different things yeah. and it and it's it's actually really nice to have children who will try different foods.
1: Uh, yeah, exa- um, exactly, and uh, especially with food. Because food is huge, huge. Uh, I love my food, but yeah, exactly. Whenever I go, like if I'm in another country, I want to try the local food. And I was at some point I was in Australia, and people was like, "Okay, let's find a Greek restaurant to eat." I said, "I don't want a Greek restaurant." I don't want a Greek food. For me, it's just food. You know, it's something I eat every day. I want to try different things. I was trying to find crocodile to eat, but I couldn't, they, they wouldn't take me. Um, <laughs> I was upset. But uh, it's, yeah, wherever I am. And that's why, even though I grew up with uh, Greek cuisine and Cretan cuisine, basically, that my mom's cooking. Now I have, I will cook... Dude, uh, I when I, when I cook with my son, and this is what my son loves as well. I will try different, cook different things from different countries. I'll go to India, and I'll go to Mexican, I'll go to uh, food from Morocco or whatever things, different things. I want I, I not try and not have just one variety. I want to try everything. I said if I ever go to China, I'll eat uh, insects and stuff like that. I know it's not nice, but I, I, I want to try them.
0: Yeah.
1: My son won't follow me, but anyhow, <laughs> so I'll go alone, And he can it's start. Probably, <laughs>
0: he's probably watching too many TikToks when they're, when they're eating live frogs and stuff.
1: <laughs> no, no, That's the only thing I'm not going to eat. And You said frogs. Frogs is the only creature on the planet I don't like.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I will never try that. Okay, I have I have I have limits. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I have eaten I have eaten frogs. I have eaten frog well again in the restaurant, frogs like snails. I didn't really like snails actually. Um but again, you know, if they're cooked properly and they're beautifully seasoned, like covered in garlic, <laughs> it doesn't matter
1: what you eat. <laughs> it's <covered in> garlic. <laughs> oh snail. yeah, I I live in Crete. Snail is a food that everybody eats except me, Uh, but I don't say that because I'm kind of a disgrace here in Crete. Uh, I don't eat snails. Um, Dutra will be happy that I don't eat snails. But yeah, it's um, restaurants here funny because we we have all these. uh, Sometimes people come like tourists and go through. Restaurants that they see all these goat heads spinning, you know, on a spit, and they're thinking, "What the hell is that?" Or octopus, you know, hanging from a cloth line to sun dry, and it's all weird, but it's 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 lovely, and it's it's a, it's a our culture, and um, I love that. That's why I love visiting other countries because I can see different things and how people live, and it's fascinating sometimes and. Yeah, Have
0: you been to, you've been to England
1: many, many, many times.
0: Yeah.
1: More times than I wanted, to be honest. But when my son moved to England, I was uh, coming to England three times a year right. to to get him. For I was coming to pick him up and come here to Greece uh, for um, Easter, for Christmas, for summer. I was back and forth all the time, and I where love England. It? I like England.
0: Where Where did you Where did you mostly go to?
1: In the beginning, I was I was staying with friends in Kent, visiting. But then, when my son moved to England, because he moved to uh, Pick District, all oh, right, I was going up there.
0: Yeah,
1: which is a, a very very nice area up yeah. there. Um, and I love being in England. Basically, the first time I was in London, I I, I went to see uh, I went to visit some friends. The first time I ever been to England. I went to visit some friends and I wanted to go to London. I said, that I want to go alone the first day I was there. And that's why they were worried that I'm going to get lost. And I said, I cannot get lost in a city. It's very simple. If you get in the wrong bus, then you take the same bus and go back to where you were before. But it was amazing. I was walking all day up and down. I was going to museums. I was going to everything. I couldn't walk the next day. I spent the next day on a sofa because my legs were uh, aching so much. But it was amazing. Amazing, amazing. And of course, I visited two art shops and I was carrying bags with like, paints and pencils. And-
0: <laughs> oh dear yeah yeah well we're we're I guess we're probably more like the peak districts, um and Yorkshire so you're further so north up further, further north yeah and yeah I mean it's absolutely beautiful where we are you know we've got the moors and uh it's lovely where I am I've got the views over the moors at one side and then views over sort of like woods and uh fields and everything the other side it's um very very lucky but I'm very much a a, a country person I was brought up in the country and it, it just I can't even imagine living in a town or a city. I'm very close to a, a little city, but I, I just, I'd like to have my space. I'd like to be able to look out and see trees. Oh yeah. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah. And, um, okay. In, in England, it was the first time I saw horses in the fields running up in town and not just one horse because usually in Crete or in Greece, you see like one or two horses. I also many I don't know it's a it's a herd is this is what you call many horses together? Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, my first language is not English. It's Greek, uh, <laughs> so sometimes I get confused. Um, but yeah, when I the first time I saw so many horses running the field was amazing, and the same when I saw cows. Uh, because in Crete we don't have cows, mostly it's uh, goats and sheep. Uh, but when I went up to Northern Greece, and I saw cows, I was running like a lunatic between them, you know, I was like, I want to be a part of the cows. Um, <laughs> it was so nice. And, um, but yes, it, I cannot imagine myself now living in a big city. Yeah. And even yeah. if I go to Hania here, it's like the closest uh, big city, I want to get out as soon as possible. I want to go back to nature. I want to come back here to my trees and my river and my sea. And uh, uh, I like to to, um, to hear the birds, to hear the dogs, to hear the sheep.
0: You'd love it in my house. I've got all three dogs, sheep and birds <laughs> in abundance. <laughs>
1: yeah, they're great.
0: Oh dear! So, where did you? Um, your your English is absolutely brilliant. And I, I, as a, I, I'm always sort of really. I always get really embarrassed. Sometimes, always. Sometimes, I always get embarrassed. You know, when you go somewhere, and I I don't speak another language at all, which is a shame because my father was Swiss. We could have been brought up bilingual.
1: Yeah, I
0: have a few words of French, but it's very limited. It's more sort of like school French. And then people from Europe, they, you know, you tend to all speak the most fantastic English. Is that just something that you did at school, or something that you did at, or something that you just?
1: Uh, no, uh, I did English at school, but I couldn't speak after that because it wasn't a class, and I was, um, I was a, um, I was an okay student, but I wasn't. A nice kid, in a way, I was always in trouble in school and didn't want to pay attention and blah, blah, blah. But uh, English, because when I met my ex-wife, she was um, Greek-Australian and she just came from Australia. It was uh, to Greece. So she couldn't speak very well Greek. And when we got together and we started living together, the deal was that I will talk to her in English and she would talk to me in Greek. And we had to do that. I, we, like, I, I wasn't allowed to use Greek language. Not allowed in a restrict, but I was trying to use only English with her. And she would use Greek to me, answer to me, answer in Greek to me. And this is how we both learned the language. And then with friends, uh, of course, in movies, and because I'm, I'm a huge movie fan, uh, through all this, I learned to speak English. And because I have so many friends now in, around the world, I, have, I can pick up accents as well, like, you know, Irish or Scottish or English or Australian or Canada, from Canada. And I love all, learning all these little expressions and or like tea time. When I first heard, like, I was talking to a friend, it's like at tea time, I said, What, you're going to have tea now? It's like, it's late. It's not tea. It's like, you know, dinner. And I was like, What? you am going to have tea for dinner? It's like, No, we call, you know, tea. The, the, <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. Every day was something <laughs> new. And I love that. I love getting all these, learning about all these expressions. It's funny, it's
0: funny you say that. I was talking to Vicky because Vicky's, uh lives down in London I obviously live up north and in the north we call it tea I call it I well I don't know whether it is but I've always called it tea it's tea time you know we have breakfast lunch and tea and and other people call it dinner yeah or they call lunch dinner it's it's weird you know the different sort of places you live have different ways of describing stuff but um yeah yeah for me it's tea time
1: yeah and I love that. I never use dinner now. I I, I want to say tea time, except when I'm talking to somebody who doesn't understand who doesn't know it. But um, very often I will use all these expressions. Brilliant. Yeah, and at some point I, I for some reason, I don't do it now. Uh, but I was saying, you know, instead of my, I said me, I was saying me, my stuff. I was saying me stuff. Uh, but it was very, very english and i I don't know why I did that, but I changed it. I didn't like it at the end
0: <laughs> <laughs> before we uh, before we finish i you've talked about how your love of books and you've talked about your love of movies, so I'd yeah. really love to know what's your favorite book and what's your favorite movie
1: If I go for a book. I will say the one that I've read um, as a teenager got stuck with me and I read it from time to time again and again because it's uh, The Little Prince by Advan Descendants Bay and I love, love this book. Every time I read it, I get something else and I love this book. I could also say Perfume by Patrick Siskin, but um, I'll go for The Little Prince. The Little Prince as my favorite book. And when it comes to movies, uh, the one that uh, there's no doubt my favorite movie is uh, In the Name of the Father uh, with uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. And again, I saw it as a teenager, I went to the movies and I saw it and after that, uh, my uh, my world changed or well, see all this injustice. and But And well, because it's a true story, it it got stuck with me and I couldn't believe it. I was really angry getting out of the theater with what happened to these kids. And it's absolutely my favorite movie. I've watched it many, many times. And now I want to watch it with my son, but he's still into, you know, Hour and whatever stupid comedies there are out there. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> but
1: yeah, this is two in the name of the father and uh, the little prince.
0: Oh gosh, Do you know it's been it's been so nice chatting to you. It, it really has. Um, you know, I've I've loved having you in the community, and and you you come across as a very a very a very funny chap and I know you were a little bit sort of I'm not saying nervous or anything but you know when you when you're on sort of like a one-to-one and you you're thinking oh gosh you know what but uh, you know you're so you're just so lovely we're definitely coming to meet you (laughs) (laughs) thank
1: you thank you very much no it's my humor is my my weapon and my sealed and just the world I I'd rather laugh than cry and I'd rather love than hate because, uh, I don't know, hate takes too much energy and I don't have it.
0: Um, oh, it really does, yeah.
1: And yeah, it's, it, there's no point. Love is a great thing. Hate is just, oh, yeah. I can't be bothered. <laughs> I, I, oh, I no. can do better things.
0: It, well, exactly, exactly. You've, you've got so many more things to be able to spend your um, your life doing yeah. you know, rather than so um, thank you so much. Thank you so much I thank for Thank you.
1: Thank you very, very, very much. It was it was really, really nice. I Yeah, to be honest, in the beginning, I was moving my legs, not because of my age, but because I was nervous. Uh, but <laughs> I then relaxed, and I'm fine. And it was really nice talking to you.
0: Oh, bless you! It's been lovely to talk to you, Costas. Thank you ever so much, and um, and hopefully I'll see you in in Art Club or uh, you know one of the other live streams. Oh, too. definitely,
1: definitely next next you them there, finally.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. bye, bye. bye. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of my It's a Bonnie Old Life podcast. If you did, I'd be so grateful to you for emailing me or texting a link to the show or sharing it on social media with those you know who might like it too. My mission with this podcast is all about sharing mine and my community's experience and hope by telling your fascinating personal stories, championing the other amazing humans in my personal, professional and membership community, and to create another channel through which I can support you to realise your coloured pencil and life dreams. If you haven't done so yet, please help me on my mission to spread positivity and joy throughout the coloured pencil world by following me on my socials at Bonnie Snowden Academy or by getting on my list at BonnieSnowdenAcademy.com And remember, I truly believe if I can live the life of my dreams doing what I love, then you can too. We just need to keep championing and supporting each other along the way in order to make it happen. Till next time.